Hi, good afternoon, Wear Many Hats listeners. We have got such an exciting episode to, for you today. Um, I'm really pleased to bring to you our first episode of Wear Many Hats on the Road. Yay! We are today at the United Grand Lodge of England, the home of Freemasonry in England, Wales, the Channel Islands and the Isle of Man. And they have allowed us to come in and use their absolutely fantastic podcast room today. And for the first time ever, you are going to hear the dulcet tones of my colleague and protege, Ethan Hawkey. Say hi, Ethan. Hi, guys. Ethan Hawkey. Yeah. And today we are going to be interviewing the absolutely fantastic Tony Retberg, the facilities manager here at the Lodge. Hey, Tony, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you, Mark. Looking forward to it. Slightly nervous. Slightly nervous? You <laughs> yeah. don't look it. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, good man, good man. Well, listen, Tony, um, obviously, you know, very interesting building, very interesting career. Um, why don't we start from the beginning? Tell us a little bit about how you entered the workforce and how you ended up looking after such a fantastic, iconic building in, in the city of London. Right. Okay. From the beginning. Let's go from the beginning, because that's interesting, isn't right. it? Right. From leaving school, we're talking about, to ended up being a facilities manager. I think so. I love that journey. Yeah, it's okay. a good journey. Right. Left school with very little qualifications. Went to a job centre. Back in the day in the 80s, you literally went to a job centre, picked a card up off the wall, went up to the counter and said, I'd like to go for that job, please. Yeah, old school. They went, yeah, okay, we'll get you an interview. Phone them up. Yeah, you've got an interview tomorrow morning. Yeah. Happened to be at a photographic studio. I was a messenger delivering photographs around central London. Right. Uh, to record record labels and things like that. Right. After, it must have been literally two months. They went, all right. We're going to teach you how to do the photography now, photography side. Not not actually taking the photographs, it was developing. I was working in a dark room. Oh, really? So I was working in a dark room for several years. Yeah. Then ended up working for a professional photographer in his dark room, being his actual dark room worker, doing all his printing. Wow. A well-known photographer? Uh, he's well-known in photography, yeah. Peter Daisley, uh, right. a golf stroke advertising photographer. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. Um, when one of the many recessions I've seen yeah. kicked in, he reluctantly let me go because I was running out of things to do. I was literally right. Like, what do you want me to do today? He went, clean the car, yeah. iron the snooker table, do, to find something to do. Right, um, but fair play to him. He saw a job advertised for Christie's Auctioneers doing yeah. black and white uh, printing. Right. And he went, you need to go for that. Let's fill out this. He filled it out for me. I said, go on, take that, deliver it to the door today. Yeah. Got the job working for Christie's Auctioneers in photography. Well, that's interesting. Which then led on to once digital photography came into, yeah, no need for dark rooms anymore. Killed the industry. We, uh, k- killed it a bit, but yeah. they kept us all on. Oh right, okay. Taught us all Photoshop. How to use, we end up being the retouchers for the catalogues for Christie's. Really? Yeah. So I did that for years. Oh god, I don't even know how many years. Yeah. But I was at Christie's for seventeen, eighteen years. Wow. Then redundancies kicked in again because of another recession. Another recession. Yeah. You know how it works. We've all seen them, haven't we? Yeah, well, it's cyclical, isn't it, unfortunately? Yeah. Um, then ended up getting a job here in security. A friend said, there's a job going there in security. I went, I'm not, he went, it's fine. Yeah. It's more customer service. You you know how to talk to people. It's customer service based, but you are officially security. Right. Which meant once was here, you have to get your SIA license, which... Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, you, you know, again. Um, so, yeah, ended up starting here as a security officer. Right, okay. In 2010. I've just, in fact, it's my 13-year anniversary last week. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, hey. 13 years. Hey, I've, I've yes. survived. Um, Not bad. So, from security officer, within a couple of years, I've become a supervisor. Yeah. 
was a supervisor for four or five years. Yep. Then my current director, who was then facilities director, yep. was snowed under and needed help. So he wanted a facilities manager. Right. And uh, I went for the job and got it. Oh, fantastic. Been doing it now for seven years, I guess. For six, quite seven, a while then. Yeah. Yeah. As the facilities manager. Yeah. Seven, six, seven years, maybe. Okay. Would you have any advice for individuals that are working in security, cleaning, catering roles and looking to transition into a facilities management role? Have you got any advice about how they can make that happen? Or I can only speak from personal experience. That's exactly what we want, yeah. Tony. That's exactly what Which we want. Which is turn up every day. Yeah. Be on time every day. Yeah. And work hard. Yeah. Um, I think my boss won't mind me saying he's my director. He... he it doesn't particularly like lazy or incompetent people, which I've got no problem with. Which I think is fair enough. Yeah. You you know, you're coming to work, you're getting paid, come in, do your job. Yeah. Get in on time, do your job properly, work hard. Yeah. That's all you need to do, in my personal experience, to get on and get wow. somewhere. I would agree. I would agree. So did you do any, did you do any kind of courses or anything like that when you transitioned into the role? Uh, I've done health and safety courses, IOSH, yeah. NEBOSH. Right. I'm currently in the middle of, I've just taken my Nibosh exam actually uh, a few weeks ago. How was that? Uh, it's tough. Niboshes, um, I've heard Niboshes. It's, it's a, a low percent pass pass rate, 35% pass, Wow, which is a big failure. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I'm, on, I'm on my third attempt. Right, okay. Oh, wow. um, but it has changed. It used to be in a classroom yeah. um, and proper sit-down exam. Yeah. You know, someone's watching you. You're not allowed to talk to anyone. Put your hand up to go to the toilet. Yeah. Um, since lockdown now, it's online. It's an open book exam. It's a little bit easier. Touchwood. Yeah. I shouldn't say it just in case they don't pass. But it, yeah. you, I feel like you got more chance because you're allowed to look at the internet. You're allowed to open your book, read your notes from the course you went on. Right. Um. So if I fail now, it's not because I haven't studied properly. I've just completely mucked it up. <laughs> so that's transitioned from the classroom. Yeah. On, onto online um, post COVID then. Yeah. Before I did my first exam was yeah 2019 something like that, and it was right. literally in a class. You did a f four day course and then mm. sit in a classroom for three or four hours taking yeah. an exam, written exam, yeah. no typing, writing. And I haven't written since 1984. I've got no need to. Yeah. Well, it's After five minutes, yeah. your hand's aching. I'm like, oh, God, I've got to do this for another three hours. Yeah. It was a bit, a bit of a shock. So that's, really, that's a really interesting statement to make because you don't think about it. I don't do write. You? I've got no reason to write. Yeah, yeah I, I don't either. Everything's on a, yeah. on a, on a laptop. We, we all type everything, yeah. don't we? Yeah, yeah. Apart from the odd signature, you know. Yeah, but that's not three hours, Mark. It's no, three seconds. Well, that's true. That is true. That is true. What did we do back in the day? You know, I mean, we, when we used to write essays and things well, like that. Yeah. Well, so, How did our hands make it? I don't you? know. I really, yeah. You know, like I said, it was a bit of a shock. I was like, oh my God, this is, my hand's aching after five, 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was looking, I've got a long list of questions and they want long answers and all, you know, you're talking like 3,000 words. Yeah. Now, just tap away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Type it. Well, you could use a bit of chat GPT these days as well. Oh, you've good. got, you got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they'll bring out software they, to... Um, they don't want you copy and pasting things. It's obvious if you... Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's got to be in your own words. Right. Okay. Well, really interesting. Okay. So how, what would you say you learned when you transitioned from that security supervisor role into, let's say, the first three months? Was that a massive, um, oh, wow, this is insane? Or was it Was it an interesting... What, from transition? when I went from supervisor to facilities manager? Yeah, yeah. The biggest thing, and it, it wasn't a major problem for me, was suddenly the, the other 
three or four supervisors who I'd been alongside yeah. and would have been my workmates. They are still workmates. Yes. You know, I said I can be your friend, but I've got plenty of other friends. I don't need to be your friend. I will, but yeah. I've got to take a step back, haven't I? I'm now their manager. You transitioned into You have to yeah. take a step back. You know, you can't be jolly and matey with them and, yeah, come on, let's go out and have a few. But, you know, I can have a drink with them, but I can't go out yeah. and get drunk with them. Of course. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, having to pull them to one side. Pull them. Yeah. Actually pull them for certain things. Right. What time do you call this? Yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to be late. I have an issue with lateness, Mark. Sorry, but I'm the same. Mate. I'm ex forces. I like to be on time. Right, ten uh, minutes early. For and I've me. I've yeah. used this phrase. If you're an hour late, something's happened. No yeah. problem. Clearly, something's happened. Yeah. If you're five minutes late every day, you don't care. Yeah. It looks to me like you just don't care. I would agree. I hate lateness. I really, yeah. really hate it. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Honestly, it's it's one of the, it's one of my things. I noticed she was half hour early today. Actually. What can I say, mate? What can I say? Honestly, it really is. You know, it really, it really is. I think punctuality is really important. Yeah. Um, you know, any meeting I go to, you know, if I'm not 10 minutes early, I'm really upset with myself. I'm the same. You know, I, I, because I think it's important because it, to me, it's an element of respect. You know, like, do you respect the individual that you're going to meet? Do you respect, yeah. you know, and I think that if you're going to, if an individual is going to give you their time, whether you work for them or whether you're just meeting them, you know, then you should pay them the same respect to make sure that you're there. Unless something catastrophic yeah, like has happened. I said, like, if something happens, yeah. you know, two trains were cancelled or yeah, you yeah. Ju- your alarm genuinely didn't go off, you forgot to say it. Things happen every now and We all make mistakes, but not when it's every day. I'm like, no, you, so it's constant. you don't care. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so that was that the most difficult element? Of yeah, that, it, because having to, not discipline, you didn't get that serious, but having yeah. to, yeah, literally sit them down and pull them. And have those conversations. Yeah, it's an awkward yeah. conversation initially. Well, of course it? it is, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to have that conversation, but yeah. it's their own fault. Without a doubt, yeah. yeah. So, so how many people were you responsible for managing when you transitioned? So, um, 20 to 25. That's quite significant as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, I, as the supervisor, I already had probably, because it was a security supervisor, probably had six or seven staff underneath me then. Yes. But then that virtually trebled and... Yeah. That's a lot more appraisals, a lot more people that can be late, a lot more. Exactly. There's, there's more issues. And yeah. you feel like an agony aunt sometimes when you've got more staff is because yeah. they all come with problems, don't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And obviously different roles as well, I would assume. People that are responsible for different things. Yeah. So you transition from a role which you knew, security, it's very simple, protect the building, make sure that you're personable, welcome guests. Uh, but now you're suddenly dealing with things you know, yeah. in an overarching view of the facility, really. I just thought of something, actually, that, that happened a few years ago when I first started doing the role. And um, yeah. one of, I think it may have even been the, the security officer who then replaced me as a supervisor because there was a there was a space there yeah, once course, I'd yeah. been promoted up. Yeah. And it was a couple of months later and he said to some of the other staff in front of me, went, you can't pull the wall over his eyes. Yeah, he started at the bottom and worked his way. He's done it all. He knows all your skives. Yeah, he's seen it all. He's done it. You can't trick him. Yeah, because I had, I'd seen it. I, yeah. I knew what all the skives were because everyone has a little skive at work every now and again. Yeah, don't of course they? they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. He knows. He knows. Yeah. So, do you think that helps you then? Do you do you think it was better to 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 follow that route? You know, personal experience, Mark. Yeah, I can only go on that. Yes, in my opinion, because. Mm. An outsider comes into this building and they, they would be like, oh my God, look at the size of this place. Yeah. First thing they'd say, but they wouldn't know the staff exactly what they get up to, no. what they should be doing exactly. I knew exactly what they should all be doing, when they should be doing it. Yeah. From security officer to security supervisor, yeah. all roles. I'd seen it. I'd been there. I'd done it. Yeah. 
I knew you could get rude people on that front desk, but you've got to still be polite and friendly to them yeah, and smile at them. But yeah. sometimes it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, I would. I, I agree. I agree without a doubt. So I've seen it. I've been there. Yeah, and it, it was nice to hear that from one of the other supervisors. You know, he's yeah. he's seen it all. He, he yeah. knows exactly how difficult your job can be yeah. and how easy it can be. Yeah. Because it can be, can't it? Like, let's be honest. Jobs as easy as you make it. Some people make their own job difficult, don't they? I would agree with that as well. Without a doubt. Okay, so in, in terms of your role now, obviously you've been in it several years, seven years, I believe. What do you like about the role? What do you like about working within that facilities management space that's perhaps different to roles you've had in the past? For me, it's just this building. Uh, I love working in this building. It's such a fantastic building. I can't disagree with you there. Yeah, I, I mean, I when I showed you around a couple of weeks ago, you I could tell you two were like, wow, look at this place. It, I, yeah, I mean, I, I love anything historical and yeah. big and interesting. And, it comes you know, with its problems. It's grade two listed, so there's certain things we can't do. You know, we're yeah. restricted. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we got we got the, the plaque for the Investors in, in People Award, and yeah. we're like, we can't put it in the wall. Let's, we need to find four holes that was already in the marble wall, otherwise we couldn't screw it into the wall anyway. Yeah. Because you need... You need permission to screw into the wall to make a hole in the wall. Yeah. It's it's that big and that old and how long does that take out of interest to get permission to screw a hole in the wall? You don't get it in general. It's tough really? nowadays. Yeah, there any any old holes we have to try and use. Um I could guess, but I, I honestly don't know. That someone else deals with that. My no, no, my no. director and someone else will deal with that problem. Yeah, yeah. But it is a problem. It's not straightforward. Yeah. So I imagine the compliance for a building like this isn't straightforward either, you know, because of the nature of the size, the scale, the, the age, the history. I, I imagine, you know, just doing an audit is complex. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what sort of audit? We've had we've had several audit. We did a health and safety one recently and right. me and the maintenance manager were yeah. literally walking around with this person for two days. Really? Yeah, two full days. I put some steps in over them a couple of days. Yeah. As you can imagine. But yeah, it's a big building. You, I mean, when I showed you around the other week, you saw twenty twenty five percent of the building. There yeah, was no point you showing the no. floors upstairs because everything looked exactly the same. But yeah, you you saw the spaces that the general public see, and it yeah. was like fifteen twenty percent of the building. Yeah, because one of the things I was shocked at was how long it took them to build it, and I, I can't I can't remember now what you said, but when I remember thinking, oh, it wasn't a oh, significant really? period of time, was it? It, it was. 1927 they started and it opened yeah. in 33 so see that's six years I yeah think. and uh, yeah big building and yeah. as, as you can see it was built properly back yeah. in the day wasn't it they, they didn't yeah. scrimp and save no there's no. there's wood paneling everywhere there's marble everywhere it's yeah well uh, just the, uh, the you know the features in the in the grand in, in the grand hall the great hall they're just amazing you know the 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 the, the, the tiling for the um, oh, the mosaic. The mosaic, yeah. I mean, that is um, uh, just mind-blowing that, that something like that could be created. Yeah, I mean, the talk I'd say, I don't know if it's true, it took a couple of Italian guys about three years to do that mosaic alone. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but... Okay, brilliant. All right then, Tony. So in, in terms of in terms of your role, what, what is there any technology from a facilities management perspective that helps you in the delivery of your role on a daily basis in a building like this? If we look at AI, for example, yeah, do you think that AI could potentially change how you guys deliver things in a building like this in the future? I honestly don't know. Yeah, AI is going to be the future, clearly. Yeah, it's probably going to affect all of us eventually one day. Yeah, um, 
we're still going to need humans, aren't we, to do certain things? I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean, can AI sit out at that front desk and smile at everyone who comes in the door? Possibly one day. I don't know, but no, I don't know. I did see. I could guess, but I don't know, Mark. I generally don't know. I've, I've listened to previous podcasts where people yeah. have tried to answer it, but we're all guessing, aren't we? I think it's really hard. I think it's a. Re- I think it's a really difficult um, thing to respond to because I just don't think we know. I, I think it'll it go is. a lot faster you, you, than the internet need, did. You need to stop asking that question because it's really difficult to answer. Because <laughs> none of us know. <laughs> well, we have to ask. No, I know. know. We I have know. to ask. Just to, just and to I knew that question was coming. And I've, yeah. I've, you know, I've done a bit of research, but. I, just don't know. I, I could guess, but what's the point? I don't know, do I? I? Yeah, yeah. Not to be fair, that's a fair comment. It, it could have, it could affect staffing levels, but we don't know for sure if or when or how. Yeah, um, it, it could automate certain things, couldn't it? I don't know. Ordering yeah. stock, maybe. Yeah, yeah. How about censoring technology under the Internet of Things umbrella? Have you yeah. looked at that for a building of this stature? No, no, no. I haven't. No, yeah. no. But it could be something in the future that yeah. you may do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, really interesting. So from a learning and development perspective, Tony, are, are there any things that you would say to individuals sort of outside of Niposh that you found useful in your career that have helped you as your career has developed over the years? You caught me again. It's a difficult one because I I didn't plan to become a facilities manager. I didn't train to become a facilities manager. Well, that's a good answer. Yeah, I, yeah. I you know I literally it felt like I fell into it. The opportunity was there. Mm. I I was encouraged mm. to go for it. As several other people did. Um, uh, yeah, and here I am. I'm I'm still here, so I must be okay here at the very least. Do, do you think your people skill? Because you're a very personable person. Do you think that that helps you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> I, I've said this in my um, appraisals to my director. Yeah. I've written it several times that we make a good team. Yeah. And this is not a criticism of him. I just, I deal with people better than him staff. Like he is so efficient and so good at what he does. Yeah. But it's helped me that it has helped all of us that I'm mm. there because the staff come under me. I deal with all the staff. I do any issues they've got. Yeah. You know, if they book holiday, it comes to me. If they, any phone calls they make, I'm late, I'm running late, I want a day off here, something's happened. Deals with you. Everything comes to me. My director just keeps out of it completely, deals with a lot more more important things than that, yeah. than staffing the show. Yeah, that's one good thing. I, I think I am a good people person. Yeah. Um, Do you think your, your director's been a mentor in your yeah. facilities management oh, journey? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, this year especially, we've done... Um, Tendering. I'd never done a tendering process before. Yeah. Now we've done two. I've, and I, I'm, I could have bumbled my way through it, maybe do a bit of research, but he's done them before. So he, yeah. he talked me through. We went through the whole process for both for security, overnight security, yeah. and for the cleaning contract. Yeah. Um, and I, I was amazed at how, how much hard work these companies put into it yeah. for a start. Yeah. Some of them probably knowing oh, they've only got a slight chance of getting getting the job anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but how meticulous my director was in literally had a marking system yeah. to make sure everything was fair and square and above board. Yeah. Because he's then got to put that on someone else mm. to his boss and go, that's the one I want. That's the reason why there's a scoring. There's it. Yeah. And we spent at least a week on each one, right. you know, like four or five hours a day, just trawling through all this Assessing information. It. It, yeah. It was a, it was mind blowing how much information, how much hard work goes into that, and how much we time and effort we had to put into it. But it needs doing every couple of years, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It well, a lot of people probably, especially people that are looking to break into the industry, 
might not understand that you are responsible for those kinds of things as a facilities manager. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they are quite complex, you know, even identifying the organizations that you want to tender, I imagine isn't easy. No, it's not. No, that's not. Yeah. yeah. And how did you feel making in the type of decisions, you know, um, appointing a contractor, maybe someone losing a job? How does that feel? Having that responsibility on your shoulders, letting people down? A, a, a bit of pressure, but I've got to do what's right for the organisation. And the way I always treat, not just things like that, because I've only ever done two tendering processes. Yeah. Obviously, I have my director guiding me. Are they cutthroat? No. No, I wouldn't say so. I do what's best for the organisation. I, I treat this place, and I do this, I say this to my staff as well, I have to treat this place as if the money I'm spending on, whether it's a tendering process that's an absolute fortune or your yeah. wages, your overtime, as if it's coming out of my pocket. If you're, if I'm not getting my money's worth, that's then great approach. I'm not doing it. I, I treat it like it's my company so because good. I'm spending someone else's money. It's very easy to spend someone wants. else's money, isn't it? Easy, yeah. Easiest thing in the world yeah. to spend someone else's money. It's a great attitude to have, especially... You know, the company listening to that, I mean, something they'd be proud of to hear. Yeah, well, hopefully. <laughs> well, it's the right approach, isn't it? Yeah. That, that's the reality. I mean, it's it the right approach. In a way, yeah. this, this is a tri trivial thing, but it's not. But I got sent an invoice from our finance department today. Yeah. We've got an account, a company around the corner that cuts keys for us. And, right. Uh, and I deal with the invoice. I'll make sure that will get paid. But I, I looked at it and thought, 13 keys? Why are we getting 13 keys cut? Yeah. So I questioned it, phoned up the supervisor. Do you know what? Because it was just a signature. I always tell them, put your note, write your name, your block capitals on the receipt. Yeah. So I know it, it was just a signature. I didn't know signature was. So I, right. I made the phone call, went down, printed it. Who's this signature? And they explained exactly what it was. Yeah. And it, it made sense. There was a reason for having 13 keys cut yeah. five, six days ago, whenever it was. Yeah. But I questioned it because I was thinking, hold on. They've all got the purchase. Order. They all know we've got an account. Is someone getting getting keys cut to their new house? Yeah, yeah. But so it wasn't. But I did. It, yeah, it was a small small amount of money considering the grand scheme of things in this place. But yeah, straight away I questioned it in my head, thinking that's strange, yeah. as if it was my own money. So effectively, because you know you're responsible for providing the rationale around any decision that's made around the budgetary elements of the business well ultimately my director is but yeah i've i've got certain things i'll be dealing with you know i, I can order without even okaying him and yeah, I've, you yeah. know i've got a, a little budget to buy you know all the stuff i buy all the stationery for the for the whole organization I, well, that's I, a lot. I don't have to run that past my director you know if, yeah. if someone needs a box of pens i'll buy them a box of pens yeah yeah of course yeah but i know it's been ordered so i can pay that invoice it's, that's yeah. not an issue yeah okay so how how do you think that you know, having that mentor has helped your career, say? Uh, it's helped a great deal. Yeah. As I said, he's very meticulous, very, very professional, my director. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, to be honest, I, I couldn't ask for a better boss. He's been really, really helpful. We get on really well, good relationship, yeah. good working relationship. Brilliant. Yeah, and I'd, I'd class him as a friend. Yeah. yeah well, we met him, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Lo lovely gentleman. Yeah, yeah. and he, he was sitting at his PC grafting away, wasn't he? He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, to be fair, he only... He, Gave us about 10 seconds because he was too busy. He's a busy man, trust me. He is a very busy man. And is it him who's been pushing pushing you towards qualifications? It's the um, first first thing he did. Is it? Yeah. First thing he did when I become facilities manager, he went, we need to get you on a knee Bosch course. Okay, amazing. Well, it's great to hear that, um, you know, you're getting that support and, and leadership from within the business. So in terms of your future plans, you know, is, is there an opportunity in the future maybe for you to transition to that director role in the future? Because obviously you, you know the place incredibly well. Is that is that something that you'd like to do? Um, mixed feelings on that because yeah. I look at how hard he works, how much pressure he's probably under. Yeah. I'm not sure I want that 
pressure and stress and really uh, i don't know yeah possibly one day but i'm i'm in no rush to do that i'm i'm happy with what i do yeah i'm happy with my role i'm yeah i'm very happy in my role so i i don't even want to think about that mark to be no, honest that's fair enough that's fair enough Touch what he doesn't, but if yeah. it gets run over tomorrow, and this is one of his sayings, if I get it by a bus tomorrow, you need to know if it. So he bombards me with info. You know, there's a joint folder we can all see just in case something happens to one of us. Yeah, yeah. He's very good like that to make sure. So that that's part of the succession planning, I'm guessing, then. You know, yeah. That, that if anything was to happen, you can step in and yeah, because have the skills and attributes. To be he's, and he's made all info available. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what we do if we both get run over by the same bus. I don't know what happens then. I don't know. No. <laughs> Chopper in, chopper in somebody probably <laughs> from somewhere else. Who knows? Okay, really interesting. One of the things that we talked about when we um, did the tour is um, that the, there's been a couple of projects that took place um, at the um, at the site. Especially, I think it was during COVID or just after COVID in yep. terms of a cafeteria and new office environment and things like that. Do you want to talk us a little bit about that? Um, yeah, our main general office was on the ground floor. Yep. Um, it's now been turned into a cafe and bar. That, that was We were going to do it anyway. Then lockdown happened and we're like, right, let's get on with it and do it now. It, it was yeah. kind of convenient. It was, yeah. Yeah, it, it worked out quite well. So it meant everyone was working from home anyway. So yes. Moving everyone out of an office was an issue. When they come yeah. back, they came back to a brand new office. Yeah. On the well, it's on a mezzanine, yeah, in between floors, but a brand new office. Yeah, it's lovely as well. And stuff. come back to a brand new cafe and bar, yeah. which is, by the way, listeners, open to the public if you want to pop in for a it cup is. of coffee or a pint, or yes, a yeah. sandwich or anything along those lines. You get to have a. It is very very nice actually in a lovely environment. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's sure. let's make it clear we are open to the public. I think a yes. lot of people think we're not. Oh, yeah. like I'm not allowed in there. We're open to the public. Yes. We've got a shop, we've got a library, museum, we do guided tours, um, yeah. we've got a lovely new cafe and bar. Yeah. Have I missed anything else? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know. If you want to come in, Tony will come in and um, give you a free handshake. And say, hey. he's, he's yeah. going to be just ask for Tony at the yeah, door. No, no, Tony. please don't. Tony's be, too busy. He's going to be podcast famous after this, which is always good. Uh, <laughs> so, Tony, yeah. um, talk to us about challenges you, you yeah. face on a day-to-day. What are the main challenges in your role? Day-to-day, honestly... Uh, Every day is different. I thought I was coming in this morning to a bit of a quiet morning. I was going to read up on a few of the questions that you'd sent me so I yeah. could, didn't want to look stupid. Yeah. As soon as I walked in, quick, there's a leak on the roof. It's coming through through the where we've got the building works going at the moment. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a leak up there. It's coming through the third floor. It's near the archive store. We don't want it. Uh, so straight upstairs, helping out, calling cleaners, getting machines yeah. to vac the water up. Right, and before I knew it, I'd lost Aaron off. It's just yeah. every, every day is different challenge wise. Yeah. Some days are calm, as you know, but literally every day is different. Yeah. Different problem. Not, you know, not a major problem, but things, things to deal with. Yeah. When I bumped into earlier, I'd said I'll be five, 10 minutes. Yeah. In that five, 10 minutes, walking back to my desk, two people asked me, can you do this? Can you order this man? Yes. Send me a new, there's always. Yeah. You're under pressure. So people just want things done, which is fine. If yeah. that's one of my bugbears, we've got a, like I'm sure everyone has, a service desk system, like a CAFM system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's got an icon on their desktop. Right. Just click on it and you can send it. And it comes to us and we'll allocate their job to the correct person. You get it sorted. But too yeah. many people are in a happy of, oh, do us a favour, mate, just do that. Can you just, Yeah. they won't, just won't, reluctant to do the system, use the system, just send something. So it's on record that yeah, it's being yeah, done. yeah. yeah. 
I'm not going to remember everything that you tell me in a corridor. I don't think you can, can you? No. Let's be honest. No. You know, I mean, it's great to be able to be multi-skilled and multifaceted and deal with different inquiries, but you do need to be able to record it to ensure that it gets resolved. Yeah, and it's on record. Somebody's doing something. Otherwise, it looks like, what's the, what's that electrician doing? He hasn't done any work today. Well, he's actually done 10 things because everyone's gone, can you do that? Can you change that light bulb? Can you do this? Yeah. There's no yeah, record there's of him loads. working if people just go, do us a favour. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But to be fair, that's how you talk to your mates, isn't it? That's probably, but because you're approachable, they probably feel like they can. Would you say that that's the case? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. So, Tony, since we're on the uh, topic of challenges, talk us through uh, maybe a particular challenging time you've had at the building, whether there was a project going on or a particular um, bit of maintenance or building work. Um, well, even on facilities manager, we've got a maintenance manager as well. So that come, a lot of that will come under him. We've had a restructure um, a few months back. So my director become building services director right? from facility. There's no actual facilities department anymore. It's building services. Oh, okay. So I then stayed as facilities manager doing my job and he yeah. promoted a maintenance supervisor to um, the building services, as in maintenance supervisor. So right. a lot of the maintenance side will be someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I imagine that's a lot. You can't, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Especially, there must be some crossover with you. Uh, well, bits, but any major build, building or projects, yeah, in general, is done by someone else. The challenges wise, for me, COVID was a challenge in time, mm. which, like it was for everyone. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah. I had to have someone in the building constantly yeah, for insurance purposes. Yeah. Some staff were furloughed, others just took it in turns looking, basically looking after an empty building, but then contractors started coming in because. You're having the work. We on. decided to do that building work. That comes with its own problems. Obviously, you know, it seems a strange time now looking back. But, you know, everybody was walking about with masks, weren't they? And yeah, we were getting our staff coming in on taxis because we didn't want them going in on public transport and catching it. And then they, they're off sick. Yeah. Which means we've got to get someone else off of furlough to get them back to cover them because, yeah, it was, it was a challenging time. Lots of awkward phone calls to I'm phoning all the staff make sure they're all all right yeah telling them they're furloughed telling them not to worry your job's safe everything's right but yeah COVID was a strange time wasn't it uh, yeah I, um, uh, yeah I mean you know, when you look back on it now it seems to me anyway this is a personal view it's like it didn't really happen it, it did if that make sense no uh, no no and you look back it yeah. is a bit strange like wow did we did that really happen to yeah. us all yeah, is that actually something that took place? Yeah, yeah we seem to forget things quite quickly as human beings, don't we? It's like the collective memory yeah. of the society, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah, I could imagine how that was. Re I mean, so in terms of, the, did you kind of manage the projects remotely then? Wasn't me. Oh no, it wasn't. Was it? No, it, it wasn't. Sense. No, like, like the the office move. HR dealt with the whole right office stuff. Um, the maintenance director at the time dealt with the building works of the new cafe and bar. Yeah, I was literally just. Getting staff here. Yeah, yeah. Looking after the building, looking after any contracts that's coming. So, yeah, not a big challenge for me that. But, yeah, I found that a challenging time as in my poor staff. They're all at home. They're, yeah, yeah. They were probably all right. They're probably fine having a time of life. They're getting paid. Yeah, but, yeah. Home. but, yeah, it was because I didn't have challenging times with any projects. I haven't really dealt with major projects. Yeah. I look after the certain parts of the building and certain yeah. things that need doing here, but I'm not alone. Like it sounds like you have a very good team. It yeah, sounds like we do. There's the building services side, as we know, it is a very big team. There's 40, 45 of us. We've got right. a big maintenance team, yeah. two carpenters, two electricians, a French polisher. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I feel like I've missed a couple out. Two painters. Yeah. 
you know, literally something needs painting. They're going around in circles, constantly painting. It's such a big building. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's quite an interesting um, site in that respect, you know, just the different roles that probably people who visit the building wouldn't think were here. They would think that they, that it was all either subcontracted or something like that. No, probably. but we do we do get quite a lot of compliments. It's yeah. so well kept. It's so clean. It's so well looked after and maintained that yeah. we do get those sort of compliments. Well, that's because it's the machine behind the machine, isn't it? You yeah. Know, you've you've yeah. got all of those things happening in the background that people don't see. Yeah. You know, and just managing that and manoeuvring it so that it stays the way that it is. It's quite an impressive feat, I would say. Yeah, we, we forget sometimes. We do. Yeah, yeah it's just... Because we see it every day, don't we? Yeah, you do. It's only when someone mentions it. Oh, it's so well, it's so clean. Yeah, you really look after this place. Yeah, it's nice to hear. Well, it looks like it's fresh out the box, doesn't it? Which is weird for a building of this, yeah, this age. Yeah, it really does. It really does look like it's fresh out the box. (laughs) Well, apart from the big scaffold in at the front, yeah. Well, we'll forget about that. (laughs) That's coming down soon. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay, brilliant. Do you do anything to keep informed about trends and? Things like that taking place in the facilities management industry. Um, yeah, I do bits. I listen to um, a podcast called Wear Many Hats. That, that keeps me really? informed of a lot of things going on in, in the facilities world. Oh, brilliant. Good stuff. We, we all get sent, which is junk mail most of the time. We all get sent things, don't we? Yeah, of course. Through the post. Some of them are, you know, are useful. Um, cold calling emails, things like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I I do my best to keep track of things, but right. in a busy working day, sometimes you think, I'll look at that later, I'll look at that later. Yeah, and then you forget. Before you know it, it's Friday afternoon, you're like, oh, I should have looked at that, shouldn't I? Um, yeah. I I try my best, but I'm not sure I, sh- I, <laughs> I do a good job at that. Well, I do, I do. I, I'm, one, I'm one of, I tend to go with the flow in life, yeah, yeah, in yeah. work, in everything. It, yeah. wor- it works for me. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, I, mean, I guess here you've got to do what works. You know, yeah. I, I mean, it, you know, if if what if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I suppose. Well, yeah. You know, like like I said, it, because of the age of this building, we're great. We're we're limited to what we can do anyway. Yeah, it's not the real world as such. It's not you know any old building where right. Let's go with the times. We're going to do this now. You know, let's put turnstiles at the front and clock yeah, people. Yeah, we can't yeah. do anything. We're right. we're limited to any sort of major changes. Yeah. But that's that's quite challenging in itself, isn't it? Yeah. Because you know, if you know, if there's there are new things that you think, oh, I'd love to put that there because that would really fix this problem. But you have to think of a different way of doing it because you can't just apply that technology or you can't just apply that no, solution. It's, it's not. You've as got to think of a different workaround. It's not as straightforward as that. IT have real issues with Wi-Fi and everything. If we have an event yeah. in that someone wants Wi-Fi. Oh, the building's full of marble and yeah. concrete. It, yeah. it just you get no signal anyway. It's really right. difficult. Yeah, really difficult. I, I didn't even think about that. Yet. Yeah. Wow. Well, well Tony, looking at your team and just the people who are under you, in terms of keeping them motivated, coming to work every day, having that get up and go. How do you keep them motivated? How do you keep them hungry? Um. <laughs> now you've asked that, I don't know, but they seem to be motivated. They seem to still want to work for me. Um, do you yeah. give them incentives? Do you take them out for drinks? Do you, I don't know, give them rewards? Well, I, c- I can only give them their wages. I can't give them any more. They, yeah. There's a certain amount of overtime, but that's, that's when needed. Um, yeah. I, I'm just you must not, do Christmas drinks. Surely you're yeah, not that yeah. mean. Well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't come out of my pocket. HR yeah. will supply a Christmas party for yeah. all of us. Um, oh, fantastic. To be honest, I, 
I get on with all of my staff, so I like to think they they want to work for me. Yeah. Um, and how I, big I, is that? We've team? all done it. I'm guessing you've worked for a manager. You yeah. won't go the extra mile for a manager you don't like or get on with. No. no. Why would you? No. Well, you strike me as someone that leads from the front. You strike me as someone that, you know, based on how you know what we've discussed, you just crack on, do your job, you're on time. You know, you make sure that your team does exactly the same thing. Well, I'm setting an example. Standards. I'm, you know, like yeah, hour and a half, two hours earlier this morning. So yeah. I want to know why someone is five minutes late. Why? Yeah. I don't get it. I'm not asking them to get in two hours early, but yeah. get in 10 minutes early at least. Yeah. So, so you're setting that standard. You're yeah. creating yeah. a scenario where people think. Leading by example. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is fantastic. That's exactly what you want to see. Right? Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. I, I like to think I lead by example. Yeah. Okay. So, so do you do any kind of, I mean, look, some people do, some people don't, Tony. So so take this question now. Do you do any kind of networking within the facilities management sector with other people in similar roles as yourself to problem solve? Or I have done in the past. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't find it very helpful. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I, you may have different views. You may have different experience, but I just, it, everyone's just walking about having polite conversations, t- sipping tea and coffee and yeah, yeah, I found it a bit awkward, and I get you know I get on with people. I can talk to anyone, but yeah, networking's hard. I think. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I know, wasn't comfortable doing it. So I thought, was that, what's the point of doing this? I got like I got a pile of work to do back in the office. So yeah, what what am I doing here? Yeah, so not for I, you, it yeah. felt like a skive, if I'm honest. I oh, really that's what it felt like. Yeah, I'm I'm being paid to be here, look after this building, and it felt like oh, some morning off of work, I can just stroll strolling later on. Yeah, go and sip coffee and get get a, get a Danish with someone and chat to a stranger. Yeah, about yeah. his problems, his work, and no, I'd, yeah, it's just not for me. Well, I think we all interpret it how we interpret. It. I don't think there's any right or wrong answer no. with respect to that, which is fine. Is that bad? No, no, I don't think so because it works for some, it doesn't work for all. You know, yeah. we've had some people on the show that are avid networkers, and they think it's fantastic. And then we've had other people similar to yourself that didn't work for me. You know, and I think that's fine. I don't, I don't think you have to be a, an avid networker. You know, I kind of have to do it because of my job. You know, but I don't mind getting out there and yapping to people. It's kind of what I do. <laughs> you know, sling, sling a few beers down and have a bit of a giggle, you know? That's fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right. So in, in, in terms of this, how, how do you see, do you see your role evolving in any way in the future, transitioning into different areas or you just, you want to stay doing what you do? Well, as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm always one for, I go with the flow. I seem yeah. to fall into roles, go with the flow. It's inevitable. It will evolve. Things will change. Won't yes. My role will change. Yeah. Some Something will change, I guess. Um, I don't know. We had a restructure recently, so the staff under me went from something like 12 up to 25. Right. That, that was recent because then the, the porters came under me as well. We got 10 porters. Mm. Um, well, that's quite significant though, isn't it, in terms yeah. of the job? Yeah. To be fair. So would you say that you need to be quite adaptable in your role? Like, yes, yeah. Yeah, because uh, like I said, every day is different here. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You really do have to be adaptable. Yeah, without yeah. doubt. But I can do that. I'm yeah, I'm quite happy. Whatever, whatever's thrown at me, right? Let's get on with it. I'll, I'll deal with it best I can. Okay. So obviously, Ethan chatted about challenges earlier. Um, is 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 there anything that you're particularly proud of? Um, during your time as facilities manager here. Uh. I would say just the fact that I am the facilities manager here. I am so proud to work for this organisation. I'm not a member, but it's a lovely organisation to work for. 
you've seen it yourself. It's a fantastic building. It is a yeah. beautiful building. And we hear that from the public. Oh, what a lovely place. It's, it's, what, what a fantastic yeah, answer. You've, you've done it yourself. You were yeah. saying it. What well, It is a lovely building and it really is a nice place to work for. Yeah, without a doubt. That's a good answer, actually. I don't think we've had that answer yet, have we? No, I don't think we have. We've had similar iterations, yeah, but not have, yeah. just being facilities. Sounds a bit cheesy, but I genuinely mean it. It is hey, a great place to work. That's great, though. And yeah, the fact right. you love your job. Is... Yeah, God, well, that's important, isn't yeah, it? You spend so much time working, you know, you want to you you spend, enjoy you spend you wanna, most of yeah. your time awake. You spend at work, don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, without a doubt. Well, well, especially you, Tony, if you get there two hours early. Right? Well, yeah. I, I'm hoping to walk out an hour early tonight. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Fair enough. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. All right, then. So, um, you know, we've talked about you in terms of your work life. Tell us a little bit about you outside of work. You know, what do you like doing and what are your hobbies or... Um, used to be playing football. My 55 year old knees won't allow it anymore. So it's mainly just watching football, which right. I'm very good at watching football. Just yeah. sitting down. Yeah. Good watching. Sitting down and watching football. <laughs> um, I, I used to go to Chelsea, used to have a season ticket at Chelsea, gave right. up, gave up about, oh, how long ago? 10 years ago. Yeah. Got a bit fed up with modern day football, the whole Premier League and the obscene money and modern day football fans with it is, their it is self, selfies and half and half scarves. Uh, so I watch a bit of non-league football now. Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of football on TV. Yeah. You're an avid traveller as well, aren't you, Tony? Uh, not as much be. as I used to be, but yeah, yeah, I still like to travel. My my wife used to work for British Airways, so yeah. um, I used to occasionally jump on the flight that she was on and just pop off to the Caribbean for a nice long weekend. Can no, can no longer do it. Yeah, she'd be working on the flight while I'm being served beer by one of her friends. Yeah. She refused to serve me. She'd make sure one of her friends did it. But. Oh, no, fair enough. So yeah, she she took voluntary redundancy in um in lockdown. Oh really? Yeah. So, but we we still get the occasional cheap flight. That's all right. She's still got some some perks yeah. for the next few years. I'm I'm flying tonight. As, well, not really tonight. Early hours of tomorrow. I'm going to Gran Canaria for a week. It's actually the first time I've been abroad um since before lockdown. Really? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just not been, you know, for one reason or another. Either. Wow, that's a long while. Yeah, I know, I know. And I think the last time I went, I went to Egypt. So I'm really looking forward to it. But this is the first time as well that I'm taking my two and a half year old on a plane. Oh, so Mark. I'm kind of not looking forward to it. You know? I've done that. Oh yeah. my god, it's not going to be good, is it? Yeah, it's going to no. be four hours of just pure pain. I think. Good luck. Yeah, and do you want to know the worst thing? We fly at five to six in the morning. So we've got to get her out of bed at about half past two. And she's going to be all grisly and crumpy. She's and... not going to be happy no. at all, at all. Luckily, I'm sat three rows back. No. <laughs> yeah, and the wife's, well, I couldn't get the seats together. It's Ryanair, isn't it? It's a nightmare. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well, you worked that one out well, didn't you? No, no, no. Nah, that won't happen. I'll, I'll sit next to her. I'll, I'll, I'll help her. To be fair. Okay. Well, look, I think that actually brings us to the end of the show. Um, okay. It's been a really interesting episode. How have you found it, Tiny? Yeah, I've I have actually enjoyed it. I was a bit worried, a bit nervous. Yeah, um, but no, I've, it went well. I think. Didn't yeah. It? Well, I'll tell you something. It couldn't have had a better guest or a better site building facility for the first ever wear many hats on the road. I just wish the listeners could see the building. Ah, uh, well, listeners, get yourself over here. It's open. You can have a cup of tea. You know, meet Tiny. Have a pint. Yeah, have a pint. You know, they might even let you do a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> Ask the question. Who knows? To be fair. But listen, Tony, you know, um, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. 
Um, and also thank you to obviously the lodge for allowing us to record the podcast here. Um, and thank you to everybody. It's our pleasure. Thank you. And nice to hear Ethan's voice. He actually spoke, didn't he? I know. Isn't it weird? <laughs> it's about time we had him on the show. You know, we do reference it. It's been a pleasure. A we, yeah, we I have enjoyed it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, we reference him quite a bit and he just kind of sits there and giggles. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite nice to have him have him chatting. Okay, listeners. Well, listen, um, thank you very much. Look forward to um, the next episode of Wear Many Hats on the Rise. Massive thanks to Tony. Take care.